Jesus, thank you so much that you are so good to us, Lord, and I appreciate, God, just this time of worship, Lord, to be with you and to sit before you, God, to to just seek you tonight. God, there's there's nothing else, there's nothing better, Lord, and, and even after a long day, a hot day, God, even after just uh, many things going on, it's nice just to come to your feet, to go into your throne room, into your presence, and just be with you, Lord. And I pray tonight that your presence would also continue, Lord, as we feel you, God. I pray we would continue to feel you. And I pray that your word would just speak to us, encourage us, inspire us, Lord, and even convict us, God, and help us to to really seek after you more. So, God, it is you we love and desire, Lord. And we have so many things to pray and be thankful about. But right now, God, we thank you for being here right now. And we thank you for your word. Bless it by your Holy Spirit. And we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Last month, for five days, the Maui police focused their efforts on stopping and ticketing people texting while driving. I don't know if you remember that. April was actually the National Distracted Driving Awareness Month. So our county, our island here, put out those signs saying, you drive, you text, you pay. I don't know if you remember that. They say, you know, that every day nine people die in the U.S. because of distracted driving. I didn't know about that statistic. Uh, Drunk driving was the main problem in the last few decades, but it still is a problem. But now distracted driving had become just as bad and even more of a problem. So we understand that today with our phones and cell phones technology, the way we're messaging and email and all of that, um, even, you know, people can be so distracted in all of that. I was reading in a survey uh, from a few years back, I was reading that other than texting or using your cell phone while driving, uh, drivers confessed that they were distracted doing these things. And number one was, romantically kissing while driving. Crazy, huh? Another one was uh, combing or styling your hair while driving. I guess looking in the rear view mirror. And along with that is a lot of people put on makeup while driving. Or how about this? Also in this survey, brushing and flossing your teeth while driving. I don't know how you floss with two hands. I guess you're driving with your knees or something. Uh, this one's crazy. Also, people confess is changing clothes while driving. I don't know how you do that. Maybe the, uh, you know, the cruise control. Um, another one was taking selfies while driving. Another distracted driving in this survey was changing drivers while dri- while the car's rolling. That's pretty crazy. And the last one I thought was kind of gross was going to the bathroom while driving. And I don't know about that, but that's crazy. All of this is crazy, but. Haven't we been distracted too? And what I mean is spiritually, yeah? We can be given over to distractions also. Tonight in our study in the book of Luke, we find this classic story of Martha and Mary. And Jesus shows Martha how she is being given over to distractions while Her sister Mary is focused on what is the most important thing to do. And that is 
spending time with Jesus. So I've titled our message, Seek First One Thing. Seek First One Thing. Now we're going to finish up Luke chapter 10 here from verse 38 to 42 as we've been making our way little by little through this chapter. But it's just been such a great time in the book of Luke. I hope you guys have been enjoying our study here. And now we come to verse 38, finish off the chapter to verse 42. And three things we're going to see here in this section. Number one, the place. Number two, the problem. And number three, the priority. And those are the things where we will be covering in this set of verses. So we begin with number one in our outline, the place. The place. And we're going to be covering two verses, verses 38 and 39. But first of all, we begin with verse 38 now. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It reads, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. We'll stop there, and we begin here with Jesus coming for a visit. Really, it's to Martha and Mary's house. And we know from John chapter 11 that this village that is spoken of here in Luke chapter 10, verse 38, is actually Bethany. That's where their house was. Uh, We find that in John 11, and it's two miles outside of Jerusalem on the other side of Mount Olives, like on the eastern end there. And so Martha... Here, a woman named Martha welcomed Jesus into the house. Now, into her house, it says. So it seems to indicate that Martha is probably the older one of Mary. Perhaps Martha inherited this house maybe from her parents. And as we know in John 11, Lazarus is their brother who was, who was raised from the dead in that chapter. Uh, but here, before all that happened, here's, here's Martha who welcomed Jesus. Now, the word welcome really, as you know, it means to receive. We use that today. In the Greek, it means to take under one's care, even give lodging. And so all of that, I believe, was happening here as Jesus came into Bethany, came to these, this uh, Martha and Mary's house and Lazarus' house. And, and I'm sure when they welcomed Jesus, they also welcomed his disciples, the 12 disciples. So I believe it was the group of them plus Jesus that we're looking at here that Martha welcomed into her house. So here we see right away in verse 38 that Martha's hosp- this is Martha's hospitality. Here it is. It was to warmly welcome Jesus and his disciples. There's an old Danish proverb that says, when there's room in the heart, there's room in the house. So certainly, Martha opened her heart up to allow Jesus and the disciples to come in. This was her heart, you know, to to welcome them, to receive them. They have a place to stay, a place to eat. So Martha offered her place to Jesus and his guys here. So verse 38, we see that right away. Then it goes on in verse 39. Luke continues to write here and he says, And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Now, Martha's sister Mary was found now once everyone came in, the disciples, Jesus came in, found Mary was found sitting at Jesus' feet. And I believe she sat, that means she sat right there, front row, right in front of Jesus. He's, she's like right there at his feet, 
literally. She's not hanging out in the back. You, and, and with that, you can see her heart there, right? I mean, her heart was to be right there in front of Jesus and, and to be right there while he was teaching. Now, she listened to Jesus' teaching, we read here in verse 39, and so that means she's really soaking it in. She's, she's right there, not sleeping, right there, attentive, fully attentive to Jesus' words. Now, we can say Martha showed hospitality, right? She opened up her home to Jesus and the guys to come, to eat, to stay. She welcomed them into her home. But they both showed hospitality and made Jesus feel welcome. Martha opened up the home. Martha's hospitality was to fully attend to Jesus' needs by opening up her home. Mary's hospitality was a full attention on Jesus' words. So I want you to see that they both have this heart to welcome Jesus. But the way Martha did was to attend to his needs, welcome in, they need a place to stay, they need some meal. But Mary's hospitality was putting her full attention on this guest of honor. To see Mary now sitting right up front, you got to understand this is huge. In this culture, in the ancient Jewish time back then, in this Jewish culture, this is Huge. I mean, imagine the disciples are gathered around Jesus. They're in this house, maybe in the parlor, they're in the main room, in the front room there. And, and they're having Bible study. Jesus is teaching. Jesus, and they're all listening in. But, but right up front is Mary sitting there. there. And perhaps maybe the disciples were a little distracted, like, whoa, look at Mary right up front. He's right at Jesus' feet. And probably a little distracted because the custom back then in jewish culture women were really not allowed to sit and learn from the rabbi that wasn't the way it was only men who did that but mary didn't care she's up front mary wanted to learn mary wanted to be there right there learning and listening to jesus she had that one desire to be right there with jesus so no matter what culture said jesus even allowed it but here's Mary, right, front, and center. So with Mary, I see her hospitality revealing her deep desire to want to be close to Jesus, right? Culture, custom didn't matter. Yeah, It didn't, it, it didn't matter at all. It didn't matter that, oh, she, she's just Mary and there's all the disciples. His, his real disciples and guys are following him all over. But here's Mary like, no, I'm going to be right there. And so you see her deep desire to be close to Jesus. You know, in the Bible, we find many times this Mary, Mary of Bethany, always in that same place at the feet of Jesus. In her heart, that was the place she was at. Here we see in Luke chapter 10, right, verse Verse um, 39, here she is. She's at, sat at, she's sitting, right, at, uh, she sat at the Lord's feet in verse 39. In John eleven thirty-two, Mary came, it says, Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him and she fell at his feet. In John 12, verse 3, it says, Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. So we always find Mary at the feet of Jesus. And this seemed to be the place where Mary desired to be 
always. So two things、uh, we see with these two sisters: Mary's place was opened up for Jesus. I mean, I'm sorry. Martha's place was opened up for Jesus, and Mary's place was sitting at the feet of Jesus. So the I'm playing. I'm using a play on words with this word word place. But you see that Martha's place was opened up for Jesus. That was her heart, right? But Mary's place was sitting at the feet of Jesus. That was her heart. And both of them, they were welcoming Jesus in this way. They they're saying, "Jesus, come." Martha's like, "Come, come, come into my place." Mary's saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. My place is right here at your feet." And welcome Jesus and putting her full attention upon. Jesus. So Martha's place was opened up for Jesus. Mary's place was sitting at the feet of Jesus. I remember one time、um, uh, we were invited to a, a, a friend's house, and、uh, they opened up their home. Their hospitality was a blessing. You know, they offered some cool drinks and some snacks to eat while we talked story. And soon after, I, I sat down, and and they they were getting the drinks and snacks and stuff. Their dog came in and then laid right down on my feet. I I still remember that. Like, oh, hey, the dog just right there. You know, he didn't know me <laughs> at all. But I don't know if you ever had that. But this this I'm a stranger to home. But the dog came and just laid down right, not just sit there, but actually laid down right on top of both of my feet. And the hosts they came in. Oh, they're a little embarrassed. Told the dog to move. Scolded the dog to get up. But you know what? I kind of liked that. I felt loved <laughs> by the dog. Yeah, I mean, I felt welcome by the host. But when the dog sat there right on my feet, I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of like the dog rubbing up on you and all that. Now, it wasn't that my friends didn't love me; they opened up their place, yeah, for us to come into. But the dog went further when he welcomed me and found a place to lie down right on my feet. And I think that's something that we can think about. I mean, it's one thing to be physically in the house of God, but it's another thing to be sitting at the feet of Jesus in your heart, being there spiritually. See, you can be in church, but not at His feet. And I think that's a challenge for us. Sometimes we may drift. Sometimes we may get distracted in church. But the place to be, whether in worship or in the Word, is at the feet of Jesus. That should be our heart. That's how we should go. Come and seek Jesus. We should go farther with our heart in that way and seek first that one thing. Well, let's go on to number two: the problem. The problem. Here we're going to cover、uh, verse forty and forty-one here. But first of all. Verse forty, just the first part. I want you to look at this. It says in Luke ten, verse forty. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and we'll stop right there. Now it was it was great that Martha opened up her place, right? Opened up her home for Jesus, the disciples. But we see something here. Martha was distracted with much serving. Distracted there means literally, in the Greek, it means to be pulled away. It means to be dragged away. And this doesn't isn't that what distractions do to us sometimes? Serving, she was distracted in serving. Well, 
well, I'm sure she, she's the host, right? She has guests here, not just the disciples. This is Jesus in your house, right? I mean, think about it. Jesus came to your house. Wouldn't you be, oh, oh, we, we got to clean. We, you know, we, we got to make sure everything's good and perfect and all that. So you can imagine her getting things ready. Um, th- they're going to want to eat. We're going to have dinner here. So she's preparing the meal. She Maybe they're going to stay. So she's getting any rooms or areas they're going to stay in. She, she's cleaning. She's sweeping. She's cooking, setting the table, filling the oil lamps when it gets dark. And, and oh, oh, you could, uh, I still need to shower. I still need to put my makeup on. No, but, but you can imagine how stressed she would be, right? Jesus is here. The disciples are here. And perhaps she's that type of person anyway, whenever she has any guests. It's like, now nah, everything got to be perfect in the house. Yeah. So it, it, it could be that. So you can just imagine the serving she was doing. I mean, she was serving the Lord here. She's helping him out. She's serving the disciples here. She's serving God. This is what she, she's doing for Jesus, getting everything ready, the meal, the place, the house, everything's perfect for Jesus. Well, Martha in her serving, was distracted in that serving. Basically, Martha was caught up in all the preparations, and I believe to have it all perfect for Gesto honor and his disciples. This was the problem. She was distracted in her preparation. She was distracted in all this serving. You know, I was thinking about this uh, today, I'm kind of learning to work with wood and and sometimes my OCD goal to make things perfect don't really match my skills as a carpenter. <laughs> and I want it perfect. And many times I'll, I'll like cut something and I think, oh, oh, I can make it better. And it's not bad, but I think, oh, I'm going to make it better. And I go to cut it again and I cut too much or I just make a mess of it, you know. And, and, and I, I just like, ah, you know, and, and I can stress myself out <laughs> by trying to make it too perfect. I, I, I tend to overthink things. I tend to overdo things. And I, I, I try to make it maybe even more than it really needs to be. Well, I can imagine Martha here caught up in all of that. Yeah. And so when Luke writes, Martha was distracted with much serving. I can relate, you know, in some sense. Yeah? You get all into this and all into it, especially with Jesus being there. So that's, this is Martha here. Martha, and the first point I want to make here is this. Martha went too far to where serving became more important than Jesus himself. That's what was going on. The serving, the preparation became more important than Jesus himself. And, and that's the problem. This is what's rolling here. Warren Wiersbe wrote, What we do with Christ is far more important than what we do for Christ. I like that. That, That's exactly what's going on here. Martha was more wrapped up in what she was doing for Christ rather than what she was doing with Christ. I mean, how about you today? It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get pulled into life. I mean, life is busy. Life is crazy. Yeah? And it's easy to, to be distracted and do what Martha did. Is that what you're doing? I mean, think about it. She invites Jesus into her home, but then she gets so focused on serving, she neglects Jesus. And sometimes we do that in our lives. We invite Jesus into the home of our heart, 
But then we, we, we get focused on so many other things and we neglect that Jesus is there with us. Martha basically was preparing perhaps this big spread that did Jesus really need? And sometimes, like my woodworking, uh, we get caught up in so much serving that you even lose the reason why you're serving, and that's Jesus. You lose that, 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 that focus on, well, it's, it's about Jesus and we're serving because it's out of our relationship with Jesus. And that's why we began serving in the first place. And maybe you're in that place. Maybe the ministry, maybe serving God has become more important than Jesus himself. And that's what was going on with Martha. She went too far to where serving became more important than Jesus. And that's the distraction here. Well, look, it goes on in verse 40. So she was distracted with much serving. And because of that, she went up to him, that's Jesus, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. So Martha, in her distraction, goes to Jesus and calls Mary out. Isn't that kind of crazy? She's like, Lord, do you not care? I mean, can you imagine Martha bursting into this meeting Maybe Jesus is, is just finishing his point, you know, and all of a sudden here's Martha bursting in, hands on her hip, right? Loudly complaining here, calling Mary out. Maybe Jesus is right getting into this real nice, heavy point, you know, and Holy Spirit speaking, and all of a sudden here comes Martha. Lord, you know, kind of thing. Oh, what a quench. Of the Holy Spirit there. I think it would have been better to quietly say, like, Mary, Mary, come here, right? And, and voice her concern and ask her to come and help. But but here's Martha. She's she's lost it at this point. She's 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 totally lost it. She's embarrassing herself, but she doesn't care. Martha is super upset and frustrated here. Now, when Martha speaks in frustration, some things come out all wrong yeah i mean look what she said lord do you not care she's martha saying jesus you don't care yeah don't you care what what's wrong how, how can you not say anything how can you just let mary sit there i'm running around chicken you know with my head cut off kind of thing don't you care that i am just under all this stress and pressure right now mary Okay, it's getting some things wrong because we know Jesus does care, right? She says, my sister has left me to serve alone. Martha's saying, Mary's so selfish to leave me to do everything. This isn't what our culture about, yeah? Our culture, the women, they prepare everything. The men, they sit there and look at Mary just sitting there, yeah? What? Mary, you're so selfish. This only shows you only think about yourself. Could you imagine that going on? My sister has left me to serve alone. And then, this is the crazy thing, right? At the end of verse 40, Martha says, Tell her to help me. Martha orders Jesus. Doesn't ask him. She orders Jesus. Notice the first thing she says is, Lord, but then she bosses Jesus around. 
Well, you know what? That's what happens when serving is more important than Jesus himself. You can get into this flesh kind of thing easier. You, you start really focusing on, on yourself more, blaming others, complaining about others. When, we, when, when we're distracted on these things and we're not focused on Jesus. Well, look at verse 41. Jesus responds and it says, But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. Jesus answers with her, and I, I really feel like when he repeats her name, Martha, Martha, I, I, I think it's to cal- calm her down. I, I, I can imagine Jesus just putting his hand out and saying, Martha, Martha, it's okay, it's all right, it's all right. The, 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 the problem isn't Mary, Martha. The problem is you're anxious and troubled about all kinds of things. The NLT actually translates this verse, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. You're distracted on this. You're, you're focused too much on all these things. Jesus is trying to tell her the problem is not Mary's lack of help, but that Mary, Martha, you let yourself be overly burdened with all of this. In some sense, we, we can relate, yeah? When we're pressured, when a lot of things are going on, and yeah, we get distracted, and, and, and you know how that feels. That overwhelming stress, that frustration, the pressure on you, and, and you're just ready to explode, and maybe you do. And maybe you get to a place where, oh, you know, you just, you just want to give up and quit. Some call this burnout. Like Christians who burn out or Christians serving in ministry where you, you lose your faith, you lose energy, you, you lose motivation to serve a, a, anymore. And, and perhaps Martha's at this, this end saying, oh, I can't do this. Some people may call that even burnout at this point. Place, when you're so troubled, yeah, when you're so anxious and stressed out. But you know what? I believe burnout comes from maybe it could be not getting enough rest, and it could be even more so not resting upon God. Moody once said, I get weary in the work, but not weary of the work. I like that. We can get tired physically, and sometimes if we don't rest and don't get enough rest, then that that can affect how we handle things. Paul wrote in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So a lot of times what we do is, is, is we're relying upon our own strength and not flowing in Christ's strength, in the Holy Spirit empowering us. And when Jesus is with us. When the Holy Spirit shrank, you know, we, we can do anything, you know. All that, I think, goes with what something Hudson Taylor said, God's work done in God's way never lacks God's supplies. So sometimes we're even out of God's will and we're spinning our wheels, right? But if we're in God's will, isn't He going to provide the means, the way, the strength? And how about this? Jesus said in John fifteen five. For without me you cannot yeah, without me you can do nothing. 
We're not connected, right, to the vine. We're the branches, branches, he's the vine. The vine nourishes us. And if we're not connected to the vine, then there is no sustenance. There, there, there is no nourishment. And it's easy, I think, for Christians to quote-unquote burn out. But I believe it's possible to not burn out. Get your rest physically. We need that. That's why there's a Sabbath. Yeah? We, we, we need, sometimes I need a, like a mental rest. I just got to take a break from studying and thinking and just go do something or, you know, go in the water or watch something, you know, just, just for a mental little break, yeah? Then I can get back into it. Sometimes I'm doing things in my own strength when I need to be relying upon God and being connected to Jesus there. Sometimes maybe my own, what I think is burnout, is me not doing God's will. And I'm in a place that's not God's will. And I'm doing all, putting all this effort, everything in, and there's no fruit, nothing coming out of it. It's probably, I need to get back in God's will. So the problem here wasn't Mary's lack of help. But here's the second point. Martha's lack of connection with Jesus made her frustrated and irritable. That's what it is. The problem is Mary's lack of connection with Jesus made her frustrated and irritable. She, she, she was distracted, just focusing on that serving, right? But the problem was Mar- Mar- sorry, Martha's lack of connection with Jesus made her frustrated and irritable. Turn over to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. It says, Isaiah 26, verse 3, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That is so important that we can have peace, perfect peace, in whatever storm, whatever situation, whatever you're going through, when our mind is stayed on Jesus. Yeah. When we're not distracted and much serving or the situation or the trouble, but when our mind is stayed upon Him, and we can trust Jesus even in those hard times. See, when the eyes are on troubles, problems, when our eyes are on the worry and fear, on what you, you can't do or what you can do, or you know, then what? The peace goes. But when we put our mind and our eyes on Jesus, then we find that perfect peace. So this was the problem with Martha. So let's go to number three now. The priority, back to Luke chapter 10, our last verse tonight. The priority, verse 42, Jesus goes on, tells Martha, But one thing is necessary, Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. So Jesus guides Martha, really, to to come to a place to see things a little differently, to, to really reset her heart to reset her priorities and he and he tells that 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 in all this Martha you know with with me even in the house 
Jesus says one thing is necessary. In other words, what, what is not important right now is those many things that you're thinking. What is not important right now is, is getting this meal done or these preparations or getting this done and, oh no, I gotta get there, there. That's not what is important. Those many things, but it's one thing. Notice Jesus doesn't rebuke her for her preparations or wanting a nice meal or getting, getting things ready. That, that's not what he's saying here, right? He's trying to reorder her priorities here. With Jesus in the house, the Lord is saying, Mary has chosen the good portion. Or Mary has chosen the best thing right now. In other words, Martha, you're choosing good things. That, that's great. That's great. But you know what the best thing is? It's what Mary is doing right now. It's what Mary and what, you, what she's doing and Martha, what you can do right now. And that thing he says, it will not be taken away from Mary. That priority of sitting at Jesus' feet, which really means spending time with Jesus, hearing his word, listening to him, that's the one thing that's best. That's the good portion. Just to get things ready, Preparing everything, all that can be done later. But right now, you know what Jesus is saying? This is the time to sit at my feet and be with me. Look what we see here in this passage. Martha chose to serve, but Mary chose to sit. Martha chose to work, but Mary chose to worship. I like that. You see the difference? So when Jesus says Mary has chosen the good portion, the best thing, the one thing that's most important, we can choose also, right? We can choose to, to serve or we can choose to sit. We can choose to work or we can choose to worship. There's a time to serve. There's a time to work. But when Jesus is in the house, we need to sit. We need to worship. When going into the ministry, C.E. Hummel was told this, be careful that the urgent doesn't crowd out the important. I think this time we have on Wednesday, and it, you know, to me it's a special time. I, I so love to worship together. I so love to get into the Word of God. And all of this that we do is, is sitting at Jesus' feet. And, and it's hard Wednesday, uh, I know for many of you, it's a busy day, working. It's not like Sunday or you wake up and you go to church. But here, you, you've gone a whole day, and it's hard. But you know what? The reward of making that effort to be with Jesus, oh, it, it outweighs the whole day. To be renewed and refreshed in your heart. To hear God speak, hear His voice through His Word. Oh, I want to put priority on that, right? So Jesus is saying the priority is this. Choose to spend time with God before going out to serve God. So choose to spend time with God before going out to serve God. And, and that's, that's the important thing here. This is what he's putting forth here. Jesus is sitting teaching 
Yeah? Jesus is sitting there speaking, and the disciples are around sitting down and listening. And I understand, yeah, uh, you know, Martha totally want to get ready, or maybe when they're Paul meeting, they can eat and all that. But, but Jesus is saying, hey, you know what's important? To spend time with me. And then you can go and serve. Matter of fact, I was thinking, oh, maybe everyone can go help her, yeah? And she'll have all the help she needs, right? We need to do the same, though. Choose to spend time with God before going out to serve God. You know, I found when I choose to spend quality time with God, I am less irritable, uh, less frustrated. I complain less. I'm, I'm less grouchy. I'm, I'm even less prone to temptation and less prone to live in the flesh. Yeah, But I'm stronger in the spirit. So I learned early in my Christian life, I chose to protect my devotional time with God. It's non-negotiable. Yeah? In other words, I, I, it, this is something um, I will not change or trade for doing something else. This is something I won't cancel. It's my appointment with God every day. And early in my Christian walk, I chose to put into, say, you know, my calendar, basically, you know, in my schedule, going to church on Sundays, going to church on Wednesdays. That's non-negotiable to me. I want to set aside these times to be with Jesus. And that means even serving God in ministry. I, 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 the thing is, right, today we're learning, tonight we're learning, I don't want to be the Martha, yeah? I want to be the Mary here. I want to choose the best thing, what's important. What have your choices been? Is it more like Martha or more like Mary? I want to be like Mary, which you know what reflects David's heart. Turn out to Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Verse 4. I love this verse. It echoes my heart. And I love that it's in the Bible. And, and we know King David was a man after God's own heart. And look what is written here in Psalm 27, verse 4. Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing have I asked of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And the first two words of that verse, one thing. Same as what Jesus said to Martha. One thing is necessary, right? Verse 42 in Luke 10. Let's make Jesus that one thing. Let me read to you. Um, um, I don't have this on the screen. It's kind of a long quote, but um, Hudson Taylor, that a pioneer missionary to China, he wrote these words. I mean, he, you know, think of being a missionary back then in the 1800s. I mean, um, there's there hardly any missionaries going out, and and he was he was a one of the pioneer ones to go into China back then uh, for a, 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 a English guy to white English guy to go into this Chinese country. They looked at him like a, a, a they called him the foreign devil actually. And he had a lot of work 
and a lot of pressures, a lot of troubles and things. But when it came to his time with God, he wrote this. Take time. Give God time to reveal himself to you. Give yourself time to be silent and quiet before him. Waiting to receive through the Spirit the assurance of his presence with you. His power working in you. Take time to read his word as, it, as in his presence. That from it you may know what he asks of you and what he promises you. Let the word create around you. Create within you a holy atmosphere, a holy heavenly light in which your soul will be refreshed and strengthened for the work of daily life. That's what it's about. I love that, yeah? Sitting quietly before the Lord, opening His Word as if, you know, we're in, we are in His holy presence and hearing His holy voice speak to us. His promises, how God gives us a word every day through His Word. A special word for us. That, that's what it's about. That's what we see. And then we find that strength for every day. We find that power to go. We find the spirit. We find that connection to God that we would not walk in the flesh. That we would not be given to temptation or, or our emotions. It's found there. And all of that in the result is the result of choosing to spend time with Jesus. I'll close with this. Robert Kennedy, long time ago, once took a trip to the Amazon jungle. And while he was there and all, he met one of the local natives. And through a translator, he asked, What do you like to do the most? Now, Kennedy expected an answer like, well, I like to go hunting, I like to go fishing, canoeing, I like to shoot my bow, you know, and all, an arrow and all that. But to his surprise, this local native there said what his thing he likes to do the most, he said, being occupied with God. I love that, yeah? That's it. That should be our desire. That should be the one thing. That Jesus should be that one thing. So, let's hear God tonight. Seek first one thing. Let's pray. Jesus, as we come before you, forgive us, God, for being distracted. Maybe tonight. Maybe we've been distracted, distracted this whole week. Or maybe it's been a while. And there's things that are going on in our life that have been difficult troubling and we're distracted God forgive us for complaining and blaming others and calling people out even to you Lord maybe even ordering you around like Martha did but God we see now that that's not the way to resolve things but the way to resolve things is to seek you to seek first one thing and that's you Jesus to seek your presence to 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 be with you to spend that time with you sitting at your feet to to show our hospitality to show our heart that we want to be near you not just in the room not just in the house but we want to be right there next to you 
Oh, Lord, speak to us, God. Lord, I pray for anyone who's wandered away. God, that they've been distracted. and Lord, they know it. They see it. They understand. And this is a reset of priorities that you would draw them back, God, that, that, that this would be a time and a place of forgiveness, of renewal and recommitment. God, I pray for anyone here that's that been distracted with troubles and problems. And I pray that they would find peace when they put their mind upon you and seek you, God. Lord, I pray for strength for each one of us, Lord. God, we, sometimes our day is just so crazy. And, 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 and sometimes we just operate, God. But I don't want to just operate, Lord. I want to live, God. I want to live in your strength. And we know that, Lord, your grace is sufficient. And when we are weak, Lord, you are strong in us. So I pray for your strength tonight, for the weary souls that hear my voice right now. God, may you, by your Holy Spirit, Lord, bring them to that place, Lord, sitting at your feet where everything is about you, God. Not about the serving, not about the ministry, not about the doing, not about the ritual, but that it's all about you, Jesus. So help us tonight, God. Touch us as we close in this song, Lord. Fill us with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's